Hello everyone and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English football leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show, thank you for tuning in. We've got a bumper programme for you today, it's Easter weekend so there's lots of games on Good Friday, lots of games on the Saturday and then lots of games on Easter Monday as well. So the way it's going to work this episode We're going to pick out our best bits from the Premier League. We're not going to go through each game individually as we usually do because there's so many games that take forever otherwise. Then we'll go through the Championship, looking at all of the games from Friday to Monday. And then the same for League One and the same for League Two. Lots to uh, get through, Tom, but lots of potential. Lots of potential. Um, It's it's awesome. And it's kind of two weekends in one, really, fixture-wise. Yeah. Championship, League One, League Two. Anyway, uh, Premier League's kind of you know carry on as normal, but yeah, kind of double the opportunity. So uh, fingers crossed, we can uh, come up with some goods for you. Absolutely. Um, we'll start straight off with the Premier League. Then, do you want to pick me out one? You're pretty sure we'll win in the Prem this weekend. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we'll start in the top tier, as Tom said. Uh, we're going to start at the top, but at the bottom. Um, so Newcastle United are the first team that I'm going to recommend to the profit chasers. Yeah. Um, they are still 100% in a dogfight. There's no getting around that. It's uh, five points clear they are right now of Southampton. Huddersfield, they are in 15th. Uh, so they're just a point behind Newcastle, but to me they feel quite far apart. Um, for example, Newcastle priced at three to four. The draw, 12 to 5, and Huddersfield are 4 to 1. Huddersfield have lost 10 of their last 15 games on the road, and uh, all 10 of those has, have been to nil. They That's have poor. a huge problem <laughs> away from home, just a huge problem. And Manchester City and Liverpool are the only teams in three months to record league wins against Newcastle. Um, and the team can put further distance between themselves and the drop zone by beating the hapless Huddersfield, and I fancy him to do so. Yeah, I'd completely agree with that one. I've got that one myself. It's just not good enough, is it, from Huddersfield, really? Um, The last few games against Swansea, when they played against 10 men for the majority, then the weekend after that against Palace, two relegation rivals they've been playing there, and they're the games where you really want to see your team show a bit of fight, really push forward and try and get the, the vital victories. Um, they've shown absolutely nothing, really. Yeah, to, absolutely. To tell me that they're going to stay up. Nah, no chance. Me and you, have we've both comfortably said, you know, we we try not to get wrapped up into the fact that they beat United at home. You know, that was a great yeah. victory. Um, but we we said that this is their season. It started... For me, their season started the 10th of March, home to Swansea, 0-0, as you said. Uh, then Palace lost. They've got Newcastle, Brighton, Watford. Those three games will determine whether they stay up or go down because after that, it's Chelsea, Everton, Man City, Arsenal. So, yeah, it's do or die for Huddersfield right now and uh, I actually think it will be the latter for them. Yeah, me too, unfortunately. If Newcastle play anything like how they did against Southampton when they won 3-0, Last time out, they're going to have way too much for Huddersfield, I'm sure. Yeah, it will be comfortable if they get anywhere near that level. Um, I'm going to start 
my tips off with the 12.30 kickoff. That's Palace at home to Liverpool. And I'm going to go for Liverpool at 4-9. to nine. Um, You can also get Palace at 6-1 to one and the draw at 10-3. to three. But Liverpool, for me, I just can see them marching on here. I know they've had a lot of people play international football over the last week or so. But I think Liverpool will have too much. And it's a bonus for them as well that Salah didn't actually play for Egypt in their most recent friendly. So he's going to be relatively fresh. It's exactly uh, what you want from Salah. Goal and a bit of a rest. Perfect. Um, yeah, Palace, they've not been, um, you know, they've not been destroyed recently, have they? But, um, you know, it's it's still a team that's on, you know, a, a tough run of form. Um, actually, they've only just won, they've only won one in the last eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, I firmly agree with that one. Uh, Liverpool to go marching on. Moving on, um, I'm going to go back to the 3 p.m. kickoffs and I'm going to go to Watford against Bournemouth. Um, Vicarage Road is the venue and I'm going to go for the home side. Uh, Watford are priced at 13 to 10. The draw, if you're interested, is 23 to 10 and Bournemouth are 21 to 10. Um, Watford have been very solid at home um, since they have been taken over by Javier Garcia, I think it's pronounced. I still don't know his bloody name. Um, but, yeah, he's been pretty solid at home. It started off with that uh, 4-1 victory at Chelsea. Um, he beat Everton 1-0, beat West Brom 1-0. Away from home, they've, they've been pretty mauled, to be honest. They've been thrashed. Um, but at home, they're a completely different outfit. And they're playing a Bournemouth team that's won one of the last nine away games. Um Hmm. Only goal difference splits these two up in the table. Um, and I think Watford at home, 13 to 10, I think it's attractive. Yeah, that, that's attractive. It's not the, the first thing I'd have my eye on this weekend, but I do agree with Watford's recent good home form and Bournemouth's poor away form. They probably should win this one, and they're rightly the favourites for the match. Both teams, though, comfortably safe now, aren't they? Nothing to play for, really. You know they're going to want to get to that forty-point mark, aren't they? Just to, just so no disasters can, um, you know, come back and bite them in the bum. And they're both on thirty-six, so they should reach that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to have a little dip into the both teams to score market as well for this weekend. Brighton versus Leicester, five to six for both teams to score in this match. Um, I actually think result-wise, this will probably be a score draw. However, um, I'm going with both teams to score. Brighton have conceded in their last seven home matches. Leicester are absolutely not goal shy whatsoever. Um, we say Brighton have conceded, but they're also not too bad at banging them in at home as well. Uh, scored two, obviously, against Arsenal in their last home game. Prior to that, they put four past Swansea, uh, three against Coventry in the FA Cup as well. Glenn Murray's obviously on pretty decent form, as is his Cuiedo. And I think both teams to score here is is a decent shout at decent odds. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, Brighton, very surprised. I did have them down. Not as certainties to go down, but I did really think they, they would um, return to the championship. But, you know, they're looking pretty comfortable right now. You know, they're on 34 points. They're six points ahead of Southampton. So... Yeah, really good season for Hewton and his men so far. Absolutely. You know, I thought they'd go down. Easily thought they'd go down. Even 
about six weeks ago, four weeks ago, I thought they're probably still going to go down, but they've really, yep. really pulled some results out of the bag over the last month or so and pulled themselves away from the drop zone. So all credit to them. They've performed well above a lot of people's expectations this season. 100%. And um, yeah, mainly for me, it wasn't the organisation, it wasn't the manager or the players. It was, it was mainly just the lack of attacking intent, maybe. I did doubt Glenn Murray. And I, I think everyone in the country is surprised that he scored so many Premier League goals. Um, and that's ultimately what's probably looking like it's going to save him. Absolutely. But I do think that's something they're going to have to look at in the summer because he's not getting any younger. He's Glenn. Um, he's not going to be able to keep replicating this form. Uh, I know they've got Lecadia in, is it, in January? Yeah, Lecadia. Yeah, yeah. So he's still a bit of an unknown quantity to me. Um, I know he's pretty pretty good in the Dutch leagues wasn't he but um, whether he can cut it in the Prem remains to be seen you know, players coming from over there obviously Suarez is an exception but generally haven't done that well um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does get on yeah for every Suarez there's a Matea Kesman so <laughs> yeah which side will he fall on we'll wait and see um I'm going to go for a game that probably isn't going to uh, excite too many people. Uh, it's West Brom Burnley. West Brom home side, priced at six to four, which I think is a crazy tight price for a team that's so yeah. Cut it is. It really is. Um, draw is two to one, and Burnley the away side at twenty-one to ten. Uh, me and Tom spoke about Burnley struggling for quite a while. They went through a patch between the 16th of December and the 24th of February where they didn't register a win. Uh, but they've kind of bounced back. They beat Everton 2-1 after going a goal behind. And they beat uh, West Ham in that crazy, crazy game uh, 3-0 away. They're priced 21-10 to to beat West Brom. Am I going, you know, am I going off Burnley's on-fire form? No. Am I going on how West Brom are just having their bellies tickled by everyone? Yes. Um, I don't see any reason why Burnley can't go there and get a win. And 21 to 10 against a team bottom of the league and eight points from safety looks pretty good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Very generous for Burnley. Very, very generous. It's like the bookies just expect West Brom to eventually win. It's like, okay, we'll put them at short odds this week because surely they'll win this week surely they'll win this week and then they don't <laughs> like Burnley Burnley were in a relegation scrap last year they were awful away from home yeah. last year um, this is the kind of odds I would expect to see from last season but um, why West Brom are 6-4 to four, I, I have no idea but uh, yeah Burnley for me it's, it's not something I'm you know jumping around about but uh, I think if anyone's going to win the game at a decent price it's going to be Burnley yeah absolutely um, just something interesting to note for this game the last two times Burnley have been to the Hawthorns and played West Brom in the last couple of seasons they've lost both games 4-0 um, I'm sure Pardew would love that result again but I cannot see that happening in a month of Sundays no no I yeah, there are a lot of things in life I wish for as well, Alan, and they don't they don't quite happen. So, <laughs> finger bad in the same boat there. Oh dear. For me though, for the Premier League, I think that's pretty much wrapped it up. 
Um, obviously, we've got Man City away at Everton on Saturday at 5.30. City at 1-3 to three aren't really the kind of odds that we like to bet on. Um, no, all, the, all the big teams. Seven, yeah. yeah, all the big teams. United, Swansea, 1-5. to five, Arsenal, Stoke, 2-7. Yeah. City, Everton, 1-3. No, nah, not interested. No. Nope. Um, anything else you'd like to add, though? Shall we move on to our first taste of Easter action in the Football League? Yes, uh, let's hit let's hit Easter hard. We'll start with the champ then. We'll look at Friday's games first and then progress over Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So the majority of teams are playing Friday and then again on Monday. Um, so kick us off with a tip for Friday. Sure. So, uh, yeah, as Tom was saying, uh, three o'clock kickoffs on Friday. Um, always one of my favourite weekends in the uh, in the football calendar. This um, I'm going to start off with Captain Obvious. Terrible price. Cardiff City at home to Burton Albion. Yeah. Um, doesn't take a rocket scientist to tip this one. Cardiff in second. Burton in twenty third. Cardiff have won eight games in a row. They're priced at four to eleven. Um, they're going to win that game. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to say, is there? It's no. a 4 to 11 tip. It's, it's not exciting, but it will happen. Yeah, so. I completely agree. Uh, perhaps worth looking into the handicap minus one market on that. Brings the price up to about evens if you're looking yeah, for a little think, bit more value. Yeah, Burton one win in 13. Um, so, yeah, really expect Cardiff to win that. That is terrible. That is yeah, terrible. Shocking. Um, I'm going to go with uh, our beloved Forrest, actually, on the double chance. Forrest are playing away at Millwall. Tough place to go, granted. However, if you want Forrest on the notes, they're actually 3-1, to one, which is a very generous price. Um, double chance, though, just a shade under evens. It's 20-23. to 23. The seven games unbeaten, looking very solid at the back. Um, consecutive 0-0s against Sheffield United, Norwich and Derby is testament to that. And I know Millwall are on decent form, but Forest are also in pretty good form themselves. It's their best run by far of the whole season. And I don't think they're going to lose this game. They might not win it, but I definitely don't think they'll lose it. See, I'm on the other side. Um, I look at Millwall at home. I look at Millwall in general. They've lost one game in 15. That's really uh, good. It's incredible, and no one has mentioned it, including us. Um, and do you know what? They're, they're in an outside position for the playoffs. And I know that sounds crazy, but they're four points adrift. You have to consider them part of the yeah. party. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're four points adrift on absolutely blistering form. Uh, Forrest, yes, in, improving. I see where you're coming from. Uh, Karanka's, you know, got them hard to beat, but I, I actually have Millwall wrote down 10 to 11. I've put my exact notes here. I can just about read my own writing. It says, not going to be easy, but Millwall to win. Wow. So 10 to 11, I would go for the Lions. No, oh, hmm. Interesting then. No, I think I think we'll be I think we'll do well. I think it'll be a draw. It could really conceivably be a yet another nil-nil for Forest here, but yeah, hundred um, percent could be a nil-nil, definitely. But you've got to be you've got to respect Millwall's record. 
I didn't quite realise it was it was that good, but still doesn't change my opinion of the game. I think Forrester will escape with something. Yeah, no, I, I I appreciate what you're saying. I just I just look at the yeah, there's 12 points difference between the teams, and although Forrester arguably you know completely different to the first half of the season, um, got a fancy Millwall for me. Uh, anyway, split decision there, no problems with that. Um, I'm going to stay in the East Midlands. Um, I'm going to tip a game. I'm not 100% sure about it in regards to the... It's very similar to the West Brom game that I tipped. I tipped Burnley, not because Burnley are on fire, because they're playing just a team in absolute dire straits. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Derby County. Uh, they're 1-2, to two, so it's not a very attractive price, but they are playing Sunderland at home. Um, Sunderland, a <laughs> bottom... I still can't believe they are bottom of the championship. Um, so poor. It's it's looking so ominous now. It's five points. Yeah. Uh, they're off Barnsley. Um, and it's looking like back-to-back relegations, which is just catastrophic. Um, Derby, they've got to pull it together soon. Uh, they're clinging on to that playoff spot. Bristol City are just a point off. And as I said, you can go down to Millwall in 10th for me, uh, for the teams uh, chasing... Uh, those playoff spots, and they've got to get it together. It's a 7.45 kickoff live on Sky, so it's a great opportunity for Derby to get a win. Uh, Derby have been poor, granted, but I think they should have enough. Basically, if they don't get it together in this game, they can forget anything to do with the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, completely agree. And to be honest, even if they did scrape into the playoffs, I don't think they'd come anywhere close to winning them the form they're in. Nah. When and, you, the, and the history, they they love bottling yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, and it, it's it's fantastic to see. <laughs> we're we're officially, I think, the worst performing playoff team in history. But um, Derby can't be far behind, and that's absolutely. No. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think even though it's not a good price, one to two should win. They definitely, yeah, they definitely should win that one. Final one for me on Friday. That's actually Reading. And they're at home to QPR, and they're seven to five, which is a nice price. Now, Reading sacked Yap Stam. They brought in Paul Clement. Do you think that's a good good appointment? Uh, yeah, I'm not completely sold on Paul Clement. We've been here before. Let's remember, um, he has been a derby. So I think a lot of yeah. people are seeing. Um, you can look at this in two different ways. I think you can either look at Swansea, Paul Clement, where he did quite well for. Uh, Quite a while, really. Um, or you can look at Derby County. Paul Clement lasted from June to February and didn't really do very well. What do you hmm. think to it? I thought I think that's a bit harsh. I think he did all right at Derby. I think they're they're about fourth or fifth. I think when he got the sack, but that was mainly over, I think, a difference of opinion and and ambition between him and Mo Morris, the owner of Derby. But um, I think he'll do all right. I just want to see him get a good prolonged shot at a job to see what he actually can do. Because Derby, obviously, he wasn't there for too long. Um, Swansea, he did well in the short period he was there at the end of last season. And then this season, it's not really gone great for him. But he got relieved of his duties before he really had a chance to get him out of trouble. Um, I just want to see him be given a couple of seasons at a club to see where he can actually take them. I think he'll do all right. I think this is a very kind game for him to make his Reading debut. 
They're against QPR, who have just won once away from home in four months. They they're aren't... safe as well, right? Yeah, so. yeah, they're safe. Reading themselves are in terrible form, and I think they'll get the new manager bounce here, though, against the QPR side, as you say, who've got nothing to play for. Yeah, um, I want him to do well. He's an English manager. I want him to do well. Um, you know, I'm just... I think it's a good appointment, but um, I just want to rein it in a little bit, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, the championship is pretty much done. Uh, there's a very nice game um, for entertainment reasons between Middlesbrough and Wolves. Uh, it's a 5.30 kickoff. Did look at it, but I honestly can't uh, pick a winner there, but should be a good game to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, if we move on to Monday's games, then, I've got a couple down for Monday. And I'll start once again with Nottingham Forest. I don't know what's come over me this weekend, but uh... you always get excited. You always I am do. excited. I, I will share. I will. I will share this opinion with you. I also have them wrote down to win. So yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to assume that Forest will escape with something against Millwall, um, and then they'll be rolling into the Barnsley game at home on Monday. Uh, on the back of an eight-match and beat and run, and I think they'll tonk Barnsley. I think this will be a comfortable two-three-nil, ten to eleven for Forest. Lovely price, steady win against a side that don't offer much at all now. Happy yeah, days. No, I I totally agree. I think even if uh, even if Forest lose away at Millwall, um, I think they'll they'll have enough to beat Barnsley regardless. One of the best things about the Easter fixtures. If you lose on a Friday, you have Monday to turn it round. And you hear footballers all the time say that when they lose, it kills them waiting seven, eight yeah. days for the next opportunity to, yeah. to put it right. And um, yeah, you, you have to wait, even though it's hard on the body, I'm sure, you know, two days later, you've got a home game against a, a team very low down in the table. So yeah, Forest 10 to 11. I thought that was a fantastic price. It is really good price. Really good. Um, I'm uh, people are gonna th- the Brewers. I don't know how many uh, Burton Albion fans we get listening to us. Um, I do like your club. I think you know everything. Is, I don't have a problem with Burton, but I think you're gonna lose again. Um, <laughs> they're, they're back at the Pirelli, um, but for me that won't make a difference. They've got Middlesbrough coming to town. Uh, Middlesbrough, as we mentioned, they're gonna have a home game against Wolves on the Friday. Um, and regardless, even if they get the you know two three nil there, I still think they'll have enough to go away to a Burton team that we expect to lose against yeah. Cardiff on Friday. Um, Middlesbrough eight to eleven, so another short tip from me, <laughs> um, but I think it's a captain obvious tip that you just have to get out of the way. Yeah, no, the price isn't too bad. I don't think it's not. You know, it's not too far under evens that I'm going. Oh, that's terrible. Um, no. Nah. It's not. It's not bad. I think it's yeah. worth, definitely worth saying, and um, I'm probably likely to back it myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. For Monday though, and the rest of the champ games, I'm pretty much exhausted. Um, yeah, I I just have one kind of one tip, kind of that depends on the Friday games. I think. Um, Although Preston haven't been good at home at all um, recently, uh, even though they're notorious for good home form, I think if Derby failed to beat Sunderland, then 
I think you have to look at Preston at 11 to 8 at home to Derby. Yeah. Um, if Derby don't win that game live on TV, home to bottom of the league, confidence is going to be all time low. And I, I would be looking at Preston, but only if Derby don't win. Yeah. Um, Jekyll, on a side note, whoever decides which championship games to put on Sky is a Derby fan on television against Forest a couple of weeks ago, on television on Friday, on television on Monday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit derby a heavy, isn't it? Yeah, particularly as they're you know they're not not a big story or anything in the league, are they? Like normally they they show uh, potentially the bigger clubs or you know the teams that have got like a bit of a, a story attached to them. Uh, derby are having the same seasons they have every year, so yeah. Well, I'd rather yeah, see Forest Barnsley every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair. That would be a game that not many people would tune into. But anyway, <laughs> we would. So, no. are you ready to move on to uh, League One? So, I'll get us started with League One then. We'll look at Friday first, as we did with Champ. And I'm going to start off with something I've tipped week after week after week on the podcast. And yet, it keeps coming in. So, why would I stop now? It's the Scunthorpe game. Both teams to score. This weekend... Well, this Friday, they're playing Oxford away. Um, and the price for both teams to score is 8-13. to 13. Scunthorpe, after it successfully came in last weekend, have now got 17 out of 18 games with both teams scoring. Um, Oxford will be looking to perform well under new boss Carl Robinson. So they'll definitely be up for it and um, getting a goal to try and pull themselves away from getting drawn into a relegation scrap. Scunthorpe will be looking to try and solidify their playoff spot. They've been in pretty woeful form recently. It's actually resulted in Graham Alexander getting the sack, um, with Steve McLaren and Steve Cottrell both linked to the vacant job. But they'll be, uh, they'll be good for a goal, I'm sure, as ever, um, despite being under caretaker management for the time being. Yeah. Um, another another position for Carl Robinson as well. Just not quite lifting off, is it for him? Um, no, it's not. seems to having seems to have to keep taking steps backwards. Um, you know, he's thirty seven. He's got four hundred games under his belt. Um, but I, I was hoping that he would kind of keep progressing. But from MK Dons in the Championship to Charlton struggling now, he's at Oxford. It, I want him to start turning it around, but uh, I think it's a good appointment. Yeah, me too, me too. He just needs a bit of success. I think he had the promotion with MK Dons, then they got relegated, which kind of dampens that a little bit. But um, I think he just needs one more promotion to the championship. If he can get that, and then if he can keep that team in the championship, then I think championship clubs will start to look at him more when vacancies come up. Agreed. And um, I think your tip, by the way, is spot on. Um, Okay, so I'm going to have a look at uh, Charlton Athletic. So Charlton, as kind of this kind of flows nicely, uh, Carl Robinson, as Tom said, he left Charlton uh, same day, got the Oxford job. Um, So obviously a few things were, uh, were planned there. So that left Charlton in a bit of a pickle. They faced the juggernaut of Plymouth Argyle on the weekend. 
and Lee Bowyer and Johnny Jackson, who are doing like a caretaker double team right now, um, they managed to pull off a 2-0 win. So that seems to lift spirits. They're going away to a Northampton team. Uh, Northampton's last home win was the 20th of January. They've gone seven games without a win, uh, home and away. And Charlton, even though I'm basing this, you know, off one result and a bit of a new manager bounce, mm -hmm. they're 13 to 10 and they're going away to a team that is in really poor form and in serious trouble. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Northampton are a weird one. 21st in the league, inside the relegation spot on goal difference. They're level on points with Oldham, but Oldham do have three games in hand on them. They're not in a good position whatsoever. They've played the most games in the league. Literally everybody's got ga everybody around them has got games in hand on them. They've got a decent squad for this level. The problem seems to be, and I've been looking at, um, don't ask me why, but I've been looking at Northampton fans forums a bit over the last week or so. And it seems sure, like, as, <laughs> as I do, it seems like John Joe O'Toole, if he plays, they do well. If he doesn't play, and at the moment he's suspended, they've got absolutely no hope. And it's not good when you're so reliant on one person. Yeah, and you're right. They, they are supposed to have like a good basis. They've got Matt Grimes on loan yeah. from Swansea, who was thought of to be you know, a potential Premier League midfielder. Uh, Boli Aribi from Forest on loan. Uh, Regan yeah. Paul, the kind of Welsh... I don't know if you can call him a wonder kid, but promising young player from United on loan. Kevin Van Veen has been banging him in for Scunthorpe over the last few years. Yasser Kasim was Swindon's best player for a while. So yep. Hildeberto real... Pereira, you can't forget him. Yeah. The Enigma. The Enigma. There's there's a real basis there, isn't there, for, yeah. for something. Chris Long from Burnley, again, played a couple of Premier League games, um, not to be confused with Kevin. But Something's not right there, and I think Bowyer and Jackson, uh, thirteen to ten away at Northampton. I think that's a good little, good little price. That yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to move back into captain obvious territory here. Wigan at home to Oldham. Wigan two to five, pretty sure as you'd expect, but they should definitely be an Oldham side who, as I just mentioned, are just just outside the relegation zone on goal difference. Can't see anything other than Wigan win. Can you? Best best no. home record no. in the league. Yeah, uh, it's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, completely agree. Um, that um, win would take them to the top of the table as well if results go their way. And that leads me nicely into my next tip. So, where on earth in the English game and betting on English matches can you get top of the league away? At twenty third at two to one. <laughs> I have no idea where else you're gonna get this, but I'll tell you where you can get it. It's Shrewsbury Town. Let me make this absolutely clear, Profit Chasers. This is gonna be a very tough game. Uh, Rochdale, they've lost one in their last six. They looked dead a few weeks ago. Uh, they are still second from bottom, but now, as Tom said, they have three games in hand on Northampton and they trail them by five points. Um, so it's it's really on for Rochdale, um, and it it seems to all come from the uh, the Tottenham game. They lost six one away at Wembley, and they've lost once since. Mm. So 
not sure what to make of that. Um, Shrewsbury come into town. Um, they have not lost in the last seven games. Five of those are wins. Um, again, it, it's hard, isn't it? I feel like I have to justify Shrewsbury. Well, they're top of the league. Yeah. For a reason. And they're two to one away at Rochdale. Well, Do you it, see my point? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's yeah. not easy, but no, great price. No, you're absolutely right. I think perhaps with Rochdale, the fact that they managed to draw against Spurs at home, get that to all, and then even get to Wembley, you know, that Wembley game is just a it's just a day out. They were never gonna win that. But maybe the fact that they actually drew with a Premier League side is giving them the confidence to think, hang on. If we can draw the Premier League side, we can get results against League One teams here. Um, so maybe that's had that kind of effect on them. But people have been saying this about Shrewsbury all season, haven't they? We've had these odds all year. Um, they just don't expect them to win these games, but they do. They've won 23 games. This is the most in the league. Their record just speaks for itself, yet people just expect them to not win them. It's still the mentality that, oh, it's Shrewsbury, they're not very good. And me and you, me and you are huge, huge Shrewsbury fans, and we've backed them how many times this season? Yeah. And even us, you still have to question it. Yeah, <laughs> you still <laughs> have to question it. But like us, like I was saying, you know, top of the league away at second bottom, two to one. It <laughs> nowhere else can you get nowhere, that. nowhere. Spot on. <laughs> um, but we'll happily take it and take advantage. For me, for Friday, I've just got one more. That's another both teams to score tip. That's Rotherham Peterborough, and the both teams to score for this one is three to five. Peterborough have scored in their last nine games in a row. Rotherham, on the other hand, have had a bit of a dodgy run recently. They've lost three out of their last four. However, they'll be looking to get back on track at home, and I think they'll have enough about them to score at least one goal against the Peterborough side who do also concede plenty as well as score. Yes, they they love to score, but they also they also love to ship one in the other end, don't they? So yeah. I can uh, I, I totally agree with that one. But uh yeah I think you're right. I think that's pretty much it for me. Um how about Monday? Anything which takes you fancy? I find in general there's more to go for on the Friday matches than there are on the Monday matches. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna quickly interrupt you. Actually, uh, there's actually a Saturday game that I fancy. I don't know why it's being played on a Saturday. I was. I had to double check that this game was on a Saturday. It's the only game in League One and League Two um, all weekend that's a Saturday fixture. Why it is, I don't know. But it's Warsaw against Portsmouth. Weird. Yeah, a little odd. I had to double check. Um, Anyway, I'm looking at the away side uh, for this one. So Portsmouth have just registered back-to-back victories. And they went through a bit of a sticky patch. They are now eighth. So they were riding there that they're just slightly fallen behind. But they're only two points off Peterborough, same games played. So it's still on. The promotion dream is still on for Portsmouth. Uh, They've beaten Oldham 2-0 away, Oxford 3-0 3-0 at home. Two teams in a bit of a transitional phase, granted, but so are Walsall. Walsall uh, hired Dean Keats from Wrexham uh, last week. 
His tenure didn't get off to the best of starts. Um, he lost 3-0 at home to Wigan. Tom's touched on how great Wigan have been this season. And it's another tough test for him uh, with Portsmouth coming to town. Pompey are priced at 13-10. to 10. Walsall have won one in their last seven games. Um, and I think this may be a tough day at the office for the Saddlers. Yeah, um, and tough fixture scheduling as well in general, isn't it? Because they've got this home game, like you say, to Portsmouth on Saturday at 3 o'clock. And then they're playing straight away again on Monday at 3 o'clock, away at Bradford. So, quick, yeah. quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. Same for Portsmouth. They're playing on Monday as well. So, at least both teams are in the same boat. Um but yeah, it's, it's a real tough one, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely might advantage the opposition. Um, and I'm going to prey on that from one of my Monday tips. And that's Bradford at home to said Walsall. Bradford don't actually have a game on Friday. I think they're probably one of the very few teams who don't. But they can definitely take advantage of the extra day's rest and beat a Walsall side who played literally 48 hours before. I think Simon Grayson may have turned a corner with Bradford after they won their last game 1-0 at home to Gillingham, who themselves are pretty decent. So that could be a turning point. Yeah, um, all about next season for Grayson. and He's got yeah. a real uh, real opportunity there, and so have the club. They've got a promotion specialist, a manager who's proven himself um, at championship level, forget the Sunderland thing. And Bradford have been ready for promotion for how many years? So yeah. It's a, it appears to be a good match, but we'll see. So, yeah, the Monday fixtures, I'm looking two teams, again, that that we've mentioned. I like the look of Peterborough. Yeah. Again, feel Me like too. we're picking on the same teams, um, but that's what happens when it's back-to-back back -to -back games, right? For good um, reason. When you're in bad form, yeah, people people doubt you. Uh, Peterborough are 3-4. They're home to Northampton. Um, I mentioned that I think Northampton are going to lose at home to Charlton um, and it's going to get even tougher on Monday. They're away at the posh. Uh, Peterborough, as Tom mentioned, are sixth right now. They're sat in that playoff spot, 12 goals ahead of Plymouth. Um, so that's almost an extra point, really, isn't it? Yeah. And they're three to four, which I think is a really good price at home to a struggling Northampton. Yep, I'd agree. Had, one, had that one down. Myself, um, and the last one for me on Monday is, again, Scunthorpe versus Plymouth, both teams to score. I've read out all the Scunthorpe stats before, so you don't need to hear them again. But this time they play Plymouth, uh, the odds are 20 to 23, so even better than on the, um, the Friday night Oxford game. And I think, again, it looks like a shoe-in to me, Scunthorpe at home, Always good for a goal. Plymouth recently won seven out of their last eight games before they lost to Charlton, as you mentioned. So they obviously know where the back of the net is. And I think uh, both teams have scores again. A shoo-in. Great odds. Yeah, totally agree. Shall we move on then to League Two? 100%. I don't actually have any that I fancy on the nose for League Two on Friday. Um, I do have a few things to read out, but if you've got any team that you particularly like the look of, then far away. Yeah, I found this very tough. 
I'm going to continue a little bit of a trend. So, you know, I kind of went on how bad West Brom are. I went on how bad Sunderland are. And the worst performing team in the entire football league right now is Grimsby. Yeah. And Gr Grimsby are at home against Stevenage. Don't get excited, Profit Chasers. Stevenage, <laughs> uh, Stevenage are hardly putting up any trees. Um, Stevenage are 16th. Uh, they have really struggled. They've won one. They've won one in their last nine. So <laughs> it's, it's hardly good reading. Um, but when you consider they've lost, they've won one in their last nine. Grimsby have doubled that and they've won in 18. So <laughs> I, I'm looking at Stevenage playing a team that has won one game in their last 18 games. They're 11 to 5. Please don't put any mortgages on it or anything like that. Or if you fancy a bit of an outsider playing against officially right now the uh, worst performing team in the Football League, go for Stevenage. Yeah, 11 to 5 is a, a good price when you consider how shocking Grimsby are. Dreadful. <laughs> it's absolutely, absolutely dreadful. dreadful. Um, a couple of other things that I've got to read out. No teams to win on the nose, as I mentioned, but I do think Chesterfield will score over 0.5 goals against Port Vale. Uh, that's priced at 1 to 2. Chesterfield had a great win against Notts County um, last weekend. Port Vale without a win since 30th, 30th of December, which is 14 games ago. I think given the bounce that the win against County will give Chesterfield, I think they'll have enough to get at least one goal in that match. Yeah, you'd, you'd be amazed if they didn't. Yeah, you really would. And then on the other hand, we've got Exeter to score over 0.5 goals, and that's priced at 4-6. to six. Exeter are away at Lincoln in their match on Friday. Um, they've got the sixth-best away record in the league, and they've scored in 10 of their last 11 away games, so they're pretty good uh, for a goal on the road. And again, I think that'll continue um, against Lincoln. They should get at least one. Yeah, I agree. Um, over 0.5 goals, just basically scoring one goal, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I um, I completely can see that happen, uh, especially in League Two. There seems to be uh, goals galore. Before we move on, just a little loophole, I'd call it, to share with everybody that when you're looking at the betting markets, you tend to find there's one market to score over 0.5 goals. So, for example, Exeter to score over 0.5 goals. And then you also have a separate market, which is the to score yes or no market so exeter to score yes or exeter to score no and in nearly every occasion the to score over market will be better odds than the to score yes or no market so for example in those situations i've just read out exeter over 0.5 goals is four to six however exeter to score yes is three to five. So, uh, granted, the odds difference isn't huge, but you do more often than not get better odds in the over 0.5 goals market than the to score yes market, when essentially it's exactly the same thing. 
the Football Betting Podcast. We do the research so you don't have to. <laughs> Tom Pipkin exploiting the gambling, the gambling world. That's uh, right. Yeah, you, that's what I mean. The difference is not gigantic, but rather that money in your pocket than the uh, bookie's pocket. Jeez. Exactly, yeah. Like um, Chesterfield. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. No, Chesterfield to score, yes. Two to five. Chesterfield to score over 0.5 goals. One to two. If the head of the gambling companies heard that, I think there may be some uh, questions being asked. Uh, I'd love to know the reason. If you're listening and you do work for a uh, for a gambling company, please let us know because don't close the loophole. <laughs> yeah, don't close the loophole, but just let us know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that sounds good. Uh, speaking of goals and the kind of goals market, I thought there was a, a relatively obvious uh, both teams to score. It's priced at eight to eleven. It's Notts County, Wickham. Uh, it's a big game at the top of League Two. You've got fourth at home mm. to third. Uh, four points difference. Notts are looking like they may have to take the playoff route. Um, Wickham you know, can really put a nail in the coffin with a win. Uh, Notts County's last four games have been both teams to score. Uh, surprisingly, when I was doing my research, Wickham's have not, but... They, we all know they're good for a goal. They've yeah. scored 73 goals in 39, which is the second highest in the league. Yeah, uh, I definitely think, yeah, you're right with that, both teams to score. I think Wickham would actually win that game if I had to put a team on it as well. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not as, not as convinced. Um, I, I always, even though recent form has not been great for either, really... I, I always like to think of Notts being good at home. Mm. I always like to yeah. kind of trust them at home. Um, it's been a while since they've really slipped up at Meadow Lane. So, yeah, I would uh, go for Notts County personally. Okay, interesting. Uh, just before we skip on to the other games for Monday, um, let's talk about a big game again in League Two. It's Mansfield-Accrington. Um, by no means this is going to be, you know, a straightforward game uh, for Accrington but I think at 2-1 to one, it's very tempting uh, Mansfield haven't won in the last five games, four draws and a loss and alarmingly that loss was to Forest Green Rovers um, Forest Green a 20th um, so Mansfield you know, shouldn't really be getting beat by uh, Forest Green but they did uh, they drew to uh, Notts County Colchester, Lincoln and Coventry so they're decent enough teams uh, but they're at home to an Accrington team that is closing in on the top of the table. They're level on points with Luton right now, but they've got two games in hand. They've lost one in their last 14 games, 12 of them victories. Wow. They are on fire. On fire. Wow. Before that, before that run, they lost five on the bounce. Jesus Something Christ. Something happened, yeah. and they've won 12 in their last 14 one defeat, one draw. Um, and they're coming to Mansfield priced at two to one. When you look at the form and when you look at the opportunities both teams have, it's incredibly tempting for Stanley. Yeah. That That is real title winning form, really is. Um, yeah. Mansfield have really struggled, haven't they, since they lost Steve Evans. That was a real mm. blow, real blow. Um, David Flickcross come in from Swindon. He's not really been able to um, push them on as he'd have hoped, I don't think. I think that that's that's the that's the worst 
time to lose a manager. I think when yeah. you know you're coming into the last quarter of the season, you've got momentum. You can you can reach the playoffs or you can get promotion, and then you lose your manager. It's, it derails you so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's looking like that's the case uh, for Mansfield. It certainly is. Um, moving us nicely on to Monday then. Accrington at home to Notts County. Accrington is 6-5, to five, and I do think they'll get the win here. Um, we said Notts County are much better at home, uh, typically, than they, do, than they are away from home. And I do think Accrington, considering how hot their form is, they'll get a win here. The way yeah, County I, performed I against Chesterfield away last weekend was diabolical. It was so poor. Yeah, I, I really, really agree. Um, have this road down myself. And um, yeah, you've, you've got to fancy Hackington. And, and you're spot on. Knots were absolutely awful at Chesterfield. And if they play anything like that away at Stanley, it is going to be a real mess. Yeah, it will. Really will. Staying in the playoff picture. Uh, this is a team that I haven't tipped personally for... You know, probably a month or two now um, because I've been scarred so many times by them. Is it Coventry? Uh, it's Coventry City, yeah. <laughs> um, I always feel because they were in the Premier League and they had Dion Dublin uh, and Darren Huckabee that they're, they're always tight prices. It's, you know, like Portsmouth have been in recent history, things like that. Um, Coventry, again, it's not, you know, not the best price you're ever going to see. It's 8 13, but they're at home to Yeovil. Um, Yeovil have won one in six. Notts County, uh, sorry, Notts County. Yeovil have won one in six. Coventry have not lost in six. Um, finally, backable? Question mark. I hope so. Um, yeah, I'd agree. Playing a Yeovil team who are 18, they're not safe just yet, uh, but they are eight points clear, and you would expect them to be okay. Yeah. I'd agree with that one, absolutely. Um, Coventry emphatically beat Grimsby 4-0 at home last weekend, so um, I think they'll win again here. For me, the final one that I've got for the Monday League 2 matches and to wrap up everything is Wickham at home to the woeful Grimsby. Sorry again, <laughs> Grimsby. Um, I'm laughing my head off because it's exactly <laughs> what I've got wrote down. Presuming they don't win on Good Friday, it will now be 19 games without a win um, by the time they come to Wickham. And if you're oh. if you're in that poor form, and we know how ruthless Wickham can be and how many goals they can score at home, it's not the place you want to be going. Um, no. They're actually a very very generous price. I thought eight to eleven is is really good. I think you could definitely look into the handicap for this one. If Wickham win on Friday against Notts County and Grimsby lose again to Stevenage, I expect the odds on this one to tumble. I really do. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. Um, <laughs> again, fans of Burton Albion, fans of <laughs> Grimsby Town, um, we do appreciate you listening to the podcast. We honestly do. It's just both of your teams are awful. And and there's opportunity to be had. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing personal. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Um, any more though for you, or is that uh, wrapping up everything? It's a wrap up. 
it's an Easter wrap up. Cool. Um, let's recap last week's bombproof trebles then. It was a week to forget for myself. It started off well. Shrewsbury beat Wimbledon one 0 at home. Then unfortunately, the good run didn't last. So Tom needed Wickham to beat Port Vale. However, they could only draw 0-0. And I also had Plymouth. They were away at Charlton and they lost 2-0. Yeah, he got bowyard. Got bowyard, mate. Um, <laughs> not the best treble ever. Um, and no. Yours, In defence of you, yeah. when you read it out for the podcast, when we recorded the show... Charlton were managerless. Um, they just got rid of Carl Robinson, or Carl Robinson just left, however it worked out. So we thought Plymouth were in a great position to capitalise. And obviously, of course, you expect Wickham to, to beat Port Vale at home. So. Go on, Tom. Appreciate that, mate. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. It's not You've as... just done like a virtual pat on the back. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Very comforting. Moving on to mine then. I had Scunthorpe Rochdale, both teams to score, and it ended 1 0. You also had Coventry. Uh, despite it being 0 0 at half time, they beat Grimsby comfortably 4 0 at home. And my trouble was cost by Bradford and Gillingham. I had that game, both teams to score, and it was a 1 0 victory for Bradford. Boo! I know. Bradford had conceded for what, 17 games in a row? Before. <laughs> before this one um, so oh, for them to finally keep a clean sheet when I tipped it both teams to score on the bomb proof treble is it takes the P yeah takes the absolute biscuit yeah yeah it really does <laughs> yeah. yeah we're not happy with that we'd use a we'd probably use more of an aggressive term than biscuit if it uh, yeah if, if we could um, but biscuit <laughs> it will be um, so Let's talk about this week's bombproof trebles. So we're going to start off with mine. Me and Tom have split up. Uh, I'm taking the Friday games, and Tom's going to take the Monday games. That way, you have two separate days. Back one of us on each day. Fingers crossed, you can get profit for both days. Remember, the bombproof trebles are brought to you by Quiff, the home of supercharged betting. So the advantages of betting with Quiff is you put. £10 on one of our trebles uh, with any other bookmaker. Let's say it returns 50 quid. You put it on with Quiff, and that is a minimum. It can be supercharged to £100, £120, £300, £3 <laughs> I don't know. It, it can be supercharged um, and give you a little odds boost. It's highly addictive. Um, and if you're interested in downloading the app, uh, you can find it in the podcast description, the Twitter bio. Um, or if you want to ask us directly, we'd be more than happy to give you either iOS or Android links. So, that out of the way, mine is called the really, 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 really good Friday. Um, I've, I've, gone, I've gone for three teams that I've read out on the show, um, and I've whacked them in a treble because I just want it to be a cracking Easter for everyone. Um, so we're looking at Shrewsbury Town. Remember, these are league leaders, Shrewsbury Town. Uh, they're two to one, they're away at Rochdale. Uh, we're gonna drop into League Two. We've got Accrington Stanley tied at the top for points, two games in hand. They're away at Mansfield, two to one. 
and then we're going to go and pick on the worst performing team statistically in England right now. Uh, we're going for Stevenage away at Grimsby. £10 on, pays £288. Oh, my God. <laughs> Catus and that's wow. what I mean. 288 is a minimum. Imagine if that got quiffed. My lord. Jeez, if you make I, I everyone a grand for Easter. You make, you make it everyone Easter grand. Wow. Um, so, yeah, really, 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 really good Friday. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that would be an exceptional Friday. Um, <laughs> I can see why you've chosen the teams you've chosen. I, I can. Um, that, wow. Let's just hope that one comes off. Um, yeah, uh, listen. Top of the league. Second in the league, playing against a team that's won one in 18. They're my reasons. Yeah, and the beauty is, obviously, if you don't want to risk a, a tenner on that, you can still risk three, four, five quid and still get over 100 quid returns. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a cracking little, cracking little treble. Very yeah. proud of it. Yeah, it is. Uh, if if that wins, that'll be the best. We might as well just pack up and quit because we won't get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, we'll make a rod for our own back if that comes in. Yeah, um, I'll move on to mine then, which is a real come down from that one. I've got to say. <laughs> so my one's going to be called the Resurrection Treble. Um, it's an Easter Monday treble, so why would you not? And of course, if Tom's loses, then. My one is here to resurrect some profit from the weekend. Um, they're all home teams. They're all football league teams. We've got one from the champ, one from league one, one from league two. And they're all teams that either this season or next season will be looking to resurrect their fortunes in uh, into a higher division. So we'll start in the champ with Forest at home to Barnsley, 10 to 11. Then we'll go for League One, Bradford at home to Walsall, 19-20. to And then League Two's Wickham at home to Grimsby. Sorry, Grimsby, picking on you in the bomb through travels again. 8-11 uh, to 11 for Wickham. And £10 on pays uh, the rather... What's the word I'm looking for? Grounded. <laughs> Grounded. Grounded £65. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and that's an average return, right? For what yeah. we, if you're uh, a yeah. first time listener, if you're a first time listener, can I just say sixty five pounds is an average return for the kind of bets that we that we tip. Um, it's it's just this Easter. There's a lot of games. I got excited after all in the treble, but yeah, absolutely um, can see a reason for why you picked every single team. Um, yeah, they all should win. And remember, guys, as I mentioned, as long as you bet with Quiff, £65 is going to be a minimum that you're going to get returned. Absolutely. That's right. Um, obviously, no fantasy football to run through this weekend. So do you want us to tell everyone how they can get in touch with us in case the lovely people want to speak to us? Yeah, exactly. If, uh, if you can't get enough of us and an hour on a podcast is, is not enough Tom and Tom for you, uh, you can keep in touch with us via various platforms. The best way and the most active way is through Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Uh, we're very active on Twitter, so feel free to join in the fun. 
Uh, we're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. You can email us, um, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com, and Tom will tell you all about our website. So hop onto the website, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk, and we tried to keep that updated as much as possible with new blogs. Uh, we've added a forum on there so you can chat to each other about betting. Um, if you're a keen content writer, you can also submit your own blogs and get all the credit for them. Finally, there's also a football free bet section on there where we've teamed up with numerous bookmakers to get you the best uh, sign-up bonuses. Yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of those guys. Um, as Tom mentioned, we do run fancy football as well. If you do want the uh, code to join, uh, feel free to do so. We're giving out a free bet for the winner. Um, just nothing to report as it was international duty. Uh, right. Just a final word, Tom. Were you happy with England over the international break? I was. Very happy. Very happy. This is the year. Okay, now that's more ridiculous than anything I've heard all week. Um, <laughs> I was happy, but I'm not getting carried away either. Um, so, guys, if you have enjoyed the show, the, honestly, the best thing you can do for us is re- rate and review on iTunes. We're looking to get into the new and noteworthy category. Um, so if you've enjoyed the show, please just take two minutes of your time. Review us on iTunes. Help us climb the rankings. If you've enjoyed our show, we don't charge anyone for it. Um, that would be the, just a dream. That would be yeah. superb. Yeah, we think, fingers crossed, touch wood, that if we can get five more reviews, that should be enough to push us into the new and noteworthy. So that's the target. And if you can contribute to that target, then we'd be so grateful. Yeah, absolutely. So please do so. Absolutely. Um, that's it for me and that's it for me I hope everybody has a fantastic Easter uh, lots and lots of games this weekend are probably going to be a bit of an extended show compared to usual but um, good luck for all the bets you do put on over the weekend obviously get in touch we'll be active on social media as usual if you've got any winning bet slips for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday please show them us, get in touch we want to hear your thoughts as well Yes, for sure. Thank you for listening, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.